words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. On 31st night, yeah, it was 31st night, Pastor Mo was preaching. And as he was preaching, I heard a word, and that word was transformation. And I just wrote it down. I didn't do anything about it, just wrote it and left it. And every once in a while, I would hear it again, transformation. And I really didn't do anything about it. Until when Pimo called me and said, what is the Lord saying to you? I said, he's talking to me about activating transformation. He said, oh, that's a good word. So can you take the service? So then I had to do something about it. And I started waiting on the Lord and saying, okay, I hear you talking about transformation, but what are you saying? And interestingly, the scripture God sent me to is Mark 4. Mark 4. Um, I want us to be able to hear this word and to pray intermittently, you know, as, um, as we go on today. It took me to Mark 4, and I'm going to read from verse 3. And this is a parable we all know. Okay, it's, I mean, it's a popular. It says, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away, and some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Father, we declare that we have ears to hear this morning. We hear your counsel this morning. We not only hear your counsel, Father, we walk in obedience to your counsel in the name of Jesus. So here we see um, four different situations. Seeds sown in four different situations. And the Lord began to speak to me. You know, how important it is for us to have produce, have increase. How many of you have put your money in an investment that yielded nothing? Why are you doing like I'm only the one who does bad investment? You know, do, M what was it, MMM? There was one in Port Harcourt trying to remember, it was very popular, I couldn't remember it. Where they tell you they'll double the money, then they'll be doubling for people until your own will enter, then everything will just scatter. Oh, thank you, God bless you, mana, mana. So when my, when my colleagues were putting their money, they were doubling it, I did not believe them, because I'm a banker, you're not supposed to believe that type of thing. But they were showing me the doubled money. So I now decided, okay, this thing seems to be working. The minute I put my money, mana or mana scattered. Things just scattered. So when I came to Lagos and they were doing MMA, I said, you cannot catch me now. Never. So even when people were showing me their doubled money, me, I knew. I did not need the Holy Spirit to tell me. I knew that the minute I just put my own, everything we just, so I just blocked my ears to it. There is nobody who wants to put money into something. Nobody wants to invest. 
There's great pain when you invest, not just money. When you invest your time, there's great pain when you make an investment and nothing comes out of it. So imagine the Lord made the greatest investment there is. His son died on the cross. Why? That he may raise up for himself sons to glory. And he's just looking at you. And you're just doing like umana, umana. Zero investment. In heaven, there's a great cloud of witness. Plenty of people, they're rooting for you. Go, Fred, go. Kiki, take up the baton, run, go. They're rooting for you. Here we see a sower. One fell by the wayside. And some of us are like that. By the wayside. We're not in, we're not out. Just, you know, just there. I was hearing a story of a little boy who was always falling out of bed. Every night, his mother will come, he's on the ground, he has fallen out of bed. Every night, he has fallen out of bed. So one day, the mother said, do you know why you keep falling out of your bed? You are never in. You're always on the edge. And some of us are like that. We're on the wayside. There is no engagement. Oh Lord, I give you my heart. But your heart is still your own. You're still in control of it. You're on the wayside. And because you're on the wayside, there is zero engagement. And because there is zero engagement, there is zero productivity. Zero. No fruit. No produce. How many of you have farmed before? You have cleared the land, you have done, you've planted. When you come, nothing. You pray, you speak in tongues, nothing. You buy fertilizer, nothing. So you add faith, you add works, and still there's nothing. You're on the wayside. That place where your heart belongs to you is where? The wayside. That place where you say, Jesus, you're Lord of my life, and Jesus speaks to you, you say, mm -mm -mm, please. I don't like that type. You're on the wayside. And because you are on the wayside, the birds of the air came and did what? Devoured it. You will be plundered on the wayside. You will be plundered. Because you are not in. You haven't entered into, you know, when we read Psalm 91 and we begin to quote it, he that dwelleth in the secret place, do you remember the first verse? What does the first verse say? He that dwell, do you know what dwelling is? Not visito. There has to be a dwelling. If you're not dwelling, you're on the wayside. Guess what happens on the wayside? The enemy will plunder you. The birds of the air. They will plunder you. It all looks good now, but they will plunder you. If that thing that looks good is not the will of God for your life, it is plunder. 
Because at the end of the day, it amounts to nothing. Nothing. It is plunder at the wayside. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. I was so confused. I said, God, how can something spring up when there is no depth of earth? And the Bible says it sprang up immediately. And sometimes I see myself there. Pastor Mo preaches, they want you feel the fire this week. By the next day, nothing. Back to base. January, you know, cross overnight. Fullness. We're going into fullness. Ginger. 20 day, 21 days fast. Bam. First of January. Just make your by in the morning. Not among. We saw that in the apostle Peter. I'll talk about him later. Peter was ginger. Anything Jesus says. First two. There are certain things that spring up, right? But they spring up from the flesh. They don't spring up from, they spring up from your emotions. Ah, the music today was, you need to see me rolling on the floor. When I finish, I'm done. I'm gone. They spring up very quickly because they're springing up from your soul, from your emotions. If you're happy today, you will dance. If you're not happy today, you'll be sad. Because there is no depth. There is no depth of earth. There is very little engagement with the Holy Spirit. He says, but when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And that's what happens when we have no depth. There is no root. The word is not grounded. The counsel of God is not grounded. The desire of God is not grounded. We're functioning based on emotional fuel. I feel good today, so God is good. I don't feel good today, so God is not good. All the things I prayed for, you bring out your list. I've asked you for this. In fact, God, I'm giving you till 31st. If you don't do it, I'm gone. Biko, 2023, go. There's no depth. Very little depth. That means what? Very little engagement. You know, the little engagements are engagements we find, you know, we come to church. So we worship, we hear a word, you know, and then we move in the strength of that word. But there's no personal building there is no there is no excavating of your soul there is no personal waiting there is no personal prayer there is no time you wake yourself up to say this laziness is too much get up and pray there is no time you do a vigil by yourself there is no depth guess what happens when there is no depth when the sun scorches and the sun will scorch on everybody. Everybody will have their fair share of trouble. The minute the sun starts, a trial comes. A problem raises up his head. What do you do? 
you join those on the wayside. When you join those on the wayside, what will happen? The birds will plunder you. And then it fell on. The seed fell among thorns. Kept asking God, God. He says, you're exactly there among thorns. So sometimes God is saying to you, build a tribe. Grow with people that are like you. Find like minds. Build your tribe. Uh -uh. You would rather be amongst friends that have, that don't have the vision that you have. You would rather be with, you know, and see, to be honest, let me be honest. I don't even mind being with friends who don't have vision, right? If, if you are the kind of person in that place that will say, this is wrong. Let's not do that. No, 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 we're not going that way. But many times we're not. We want to blend. You want to fit in. So you want to grow amongst thorns. So at this point, you probably have some kind of engagement. But in your engagement with Christ, you then have engagement with the world that you're not willing to let go. It will choke you. One day, it will choke you. What happened to the thorns? And the thorns grew up. Remember that parable where he said, um, the, the master planted seed and then the enemy came at night and planted tares. And then they wanted to root out the tares and master said, no, let them do what? Grow together. You will grow together. But as you're growing together, they will choke you. There's company you keep that will choke the life of Christ out of you. There's company you keep that will cause you to compromise. And in that place of compromise, you never arrive at what God wants for you. And then there are those in the good ground. But guess what? Even in the good ground, there was what? 30%. There was 30% increase. So we're saying, yeah, productive. But you're getting 30% increase when someone else is getting 100%. One time my daughter brought a result and in the result they gave her 150%. I had to call because I thought she forged it. I've never seen anywhere anybody got 150 over 100. So I had to call the teacher. How is it possible? She said she did so well that by the time they added the bonus marks that they were supposed to add, she goes, so I said, what's the 54? He said, they will carry it over to the next. I'm like, okay. I never knew. But here we are in good ground. And there are different levels of productivity. Don't you want to be at the highest level of productivity where God says to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's where I want to be. I'm not even sure I'm in the good ground yet. Still struggling with many, many thorns. 
I want to be at that place where God looks at me and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. But how do we get there? Wayside, no engagement. Rocky stones, a little engagement. Thorns, wrong engagement. Good ground, we're now engaging. But in that engagement, how do we get to that place where we're productive, where the Lord is looking at you and the Lord is pleased with you? Let me tell you something here. In this life, nothing is static. Nothing. Nothing is static. The Lord says in the Bible, right, that if you minister deliverance and demons leave a person and you sweep the house clean, all the demons have gone and you don't fill it up, what happens? That demon, as he's strolling, he'll say, ha, this Godwin house, don't find her. Don't clean, don't put furniture. Nobody there. Man, call my brother. Then he goes to look for who? More wicked. So that the situation of that person is worse. There is nothing that is static. Nothing. There is no emptiness. If you don't fill yourself with God, <laughs> what will happen? You don't want to say it. Something. Who is this something? If you're not filled with the spirit, if you don't conscientiously fill yourself daily with God, you will be filled with the devil. Nothing is static. Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. So as seasons change, as time progresses, what happens? There's change happening. You know, there was a time I was 10 years old. I was not wearing glasses. I could see very well. I did not need glasses. I could run very fast. I was telling somebody that I used to be in a band. The person laughed. Oh, it's your voice. Seasons. You can see human beings change. I look at my kids. I remember when they were tiny, when they needed me. They were depending on me. Now I'm the one begging them, call me now, please. It's not fair. <laughs> What's happening? Seasons. To everything, there's a season. I remember starting a business. I remember going to different doors to knock. And people will not even listen to you. I remember giving trainings for free. Just so that people will know this is what I do. But now, am I going to do that? No. What has happened? Seasons. Communities are changing. Businesses are changing. People are changing. What is the change that God demands of you? The Bible says that Christ in you is what? The hope of glory. Guess what? There's a deposit of hope that is inside of you. There is hope that God puts inside of you. All of heaven is looking at that deposit. And they're looking at this girl. And they're saying there's Christ inside of you. And one day that Christ in Chinwe, it will run out of her. And the whole community around her will see that Jesus is Lord. There's Christ.
Christ inside of you. He is the hope of glory. And heaven is waiting, waiting on you to manifest who he is. It is a deposit. Have you put a deposit in the bank before? And they begin to put interest on it. And put interest on it. And put interest on it until one day. Nothing is static. Nothing. There is nothing static. The hope of glory is a deposit sitting inside of you. In Hebrews 6.1, he says, Therefore, leave the elementary teachings of Christ and let us do what? Let us do what? What is pressing? Let us do what? Press. When you hear the word press, does it sound easy? Does it sound like, you know, having a cup of tea? Press on. Press on. Stop laying again the foundations of repentance from dead work. Every day you day repent. I give my life to you today, Lord. How about you press? Ephesians 4.16 He makes the whole body fit together. Guys, imagine it. Pastor Mo is pressing. He's pushing. Kiki is pressing. Kemi is pressing. Maggie is pressing. Imagine if all of us pressing, we do what? We come together. What a body that would be. What a body. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. When you're not doing your work, what are you doing to the other parts? You're stressing. You're not doing your part. You're not pressing. You're not doing your own work. John 1.12 But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. That is that deposit of hope. That deposit of hope gives you what? Power. To do what? What is becoming? Becoming is moving. But many of us, we take that deposit and we do what? Just relax. I'm not a child of God. I'm anointed. I have power. Becoming is pressing. You don't become because you said the salvation prayer. Hear me now. You don't. There is something called the salvation of your soul. That's why you're always repenting. Because you're saved, but your soul is not. And you're wondering why like Johnny, you're always falling out of the bed. Because you are not pressing. It is in the pressing that your soul becomes saved. It is in the pressing that you enter into 
sin. Become the son of God. That is what transformation is. That is what God is activating in us. That you will get to a point where you are not satisfied anymore in who you are. That you're looking at yourself and you're saying, God, I'm tired. I'm tired of the status quo. There has to be more. There has to be more, God. How come people pray and they hear you and I can't? How come people take up the Bible to read it? They understand the things you're saying, I can't. How come I can never know my way? Why do you speak to Fred? You won't speak to me. God, why? There has to be more. There's got to be more. God, we want more. There has to be more, Lord. There has to be more, oh God. Father, send a fresh fire. There has to be more. Whatever I need to press, God, give it to me. Give me hunger. Give me hunger, Father. As the deer pants after the water brooks, cause my heart to pant for you. Day and night, let my heartbeat be for you. Ah, Father, let my face be turned to you. Let my desire be you. There has to be more. God, I want more of you. Give me holy hunger. Give me hunger that only you can feel. Only you can satisfy. Transformation is becoming. You have to enter into the press. You have to enter into the place of the press. It's not, it's not going to come because you're born again. It won't come because you're born again. I cried out to the Lord. I said, God, how do I find it? How do I get into this place? He showed me four things. One, the Holy Spirit. Engage the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. I need to go. Why? You need him. You need him. You need the engagement of the Holy Spirit. Peter. Peter was fishing when Jesus called him. I love him so much. Because many times I see my, myself in him. And I say to myself that if God could transform Peter, there's hope for me. <sighs> he was fishing when the Lord called him. And in his usual, you know, exuberant nature, followed him with all his power. Followed Jesus. What are we going to do? Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. Yes. What did he mean? He did not know. No, no. But he was following him. And you would think that with all that you know, three years that he followed him, that at, at, by the time Jesus was going, he would have become a Jesus. No, not. That's how me I am. I don't even want to tell you how long I've been following him with all the things that are worrying me. Jesus was walking on water. Peter opened his eyes. My goodness. Jesus, tell me to come. Jesus said, come. He jumped on the water. He was walking. My ah, Peter. 
And after a while, he realized, hey, now what I be this? Jesus took him on vigils. He slept. Night vigil. He slept off. When he woke up, he saw Jesus and uh, Moses and uh, Elijah. He was like, oh my God. What a vision. He said, let's not go back home. We're not going back to the world. We're going to build our temple here. Very. That was Peter. Oh, Jesus, somebody is sick. Ah. Jesus was in the crowd. He said, someone touched me. Peter said, leave that matter. See everybody pressing you, pressing you. Somebody, he was always, he always had something to say. Always had an opinion. And then when it mattered most and they said, you are one of them, what did he say? Me. Not even know him. That was Peter. Not know him. In Acts 1.8, it says, but you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Tarry, wait. So what did they do? They went and they waited. And the Holy Spirit came. And who got up and preached? Who preached? Peter. What made the difference? The Holy Spirit the Spirit of God came upon him. And when that Spirit of God came upon him, it transformed him. You cannot find transformation without the Holy Spirit. You cannot. Your flesh is never going to wake you and say, ah, let's start pr praying, no. Let's fast, no. You need the Holy Spirit. Here's the interesting thing. Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit. And yet, we do not engage. So the Holy Spirit is just there. Doing what? He's such a gentleman. Doesn't force anybody. He's not like the devil. You know the devil. While the Holy Spirit is there looking at you, the devil, remember I said nothing is static. So while you're there refusing to engage and the Holy Spirit is just waiting for you, he's a gentleman. He respects your will. At that point where he's waiting, the devil is activating because the devil doesn't have respect. It's like those type of visitors that come. They don't tell you they're coming. Then when they come, they don't want to go. That's how he is. He'll just be there scattering things in your life because you will not engage. The Holy Spirit is waiting for you. The Holy Spirit is waiting for an engagement. He loves you. He's waiting for you every morning to make a connection. He's looking for intimacy. He's looking for fellowship. He's looking for relationship. He's looking for a connection. He's looking for you to say to him, should I do this? Should I not? He's looking for you to say, what do you think? What's your opinion? He's looking for you to say, I need help. I need help. We're praying this morning. Pastor Mo said something. He said, 
he said, God, God, God is not afraid or worried that you're weak or you need help. What he doesn't want is your rebellion. But he wants you to come that you need help. God, I fell. Help me. God, I'm weak. Make me strong. God, and he will respond. Engage the Holy Spirit. Engage the Holy Spirit. Come to a place where you are engaging the Spirit of God. And he's taking control of your life. You cannot transform. I've tried it. I can tell you a thousand stories. You can't. Resolutions that I've made. I will not do it again, Lord. I will do it. Next minute I've done it. Then I can't repent. Wayside. Who is repenting? Because there is no engagement. You must come to a place of engagement. You must come to a place of fellowship where the Holy Spirit and you are partners. Where he breathes his name on you. He breathes on you. He breathes on you. Spirit of the living God, we invite you this morning. Yes. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit of the living God. We surrender our lives to you, O oh God. We surrender to you, precious Holy Spirit. We're sorry for ignoring you. We know you are here. We want to engage with you, Holy Spirit of the living God. Connect with that deposit that is inside of us. That deposit that represents the hope of glory. Connect with it this morning, Spirit of the living God. Breathe your name upon us, Spirit of God. Breathe your name upon us, Holy Spirit of the living God. Ah, let the breath of God break our carefully constructed barriers. Every carefully constructed barrier, everything that stops the work of the Spirit in our lives, let your breath sweep it away, Spirit of the living God. Let your breath take it away, Holy Spirit of the living God. Breathe upon us, Spirit of the living God. Breathe upon us this morning, Holy Spirit of the living God. Holy Spirit of the living God. You are our helper. You are our helper, Spirit of God. Breathe your name upon us. Breathe your name upon us. Breathe your name upon us. Let small waters become streams. Let the streams become rivers. <laughs> Let the rivers become oceans. Let the oceans flow. Let the oceans flow. Out of our bellies shall be rivers of living water. Holy Spirit of the living God. Breathe upon us. Breathe upon us, Spirit of the Living God. Breathe 
thing he said to me he said where is your gaze what are you gazing at and he said to me whatever you gaze at you become whatever it is you're gazing at you become second corinthians 3 18 he says but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Whatever you're looking at, you become. Let me share Jacob's story with you. I'm going to read Genesis 30 from verse 25. And it came to pass when Rachel had born... Da -da 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 -da. He wanted to leave. So Jacob wanted to leave Laban from verse 27. And Laban said to him, please stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, if I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. He said, name your wages, I will give it. And Jacob said, you know how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now when shall I also provide for my own house? So Laban said to him, what shall I give you? So they're negotiating. Jacob said, don't give me anything. All right, let me pass through all your flock today. I will remove from there all the speckled and the spotted sheep, all the brown ones among the lambs, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come when the subject of my wages comes before you. And Laban agreed to that. So he went, he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, the female goats that were speckled and spotted, everyone that had some white but had spots, they had brown ones. He removed all of them and put them aside and that became Jacob's flock. Now, in verse 37, Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees peeled white strips in them, exposed the white which was in the rods, and the rods which he had peeled, he set before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, where the flocks came to drink, so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So the flocks conceived before the rocks, and the flocks brought forth, streaked, speckled, spotted. Went into negotiation. I want to go. His father-in-law says, don't go. Tell me what you want. I'll give it to you. He says, okay, don't pay me. Let me just take all your speckled, spotted, you know. Then you keep the perfect flock. All right? I'll take the, you know, speckled, spotted, blemished. I'll take them. Let that be my wages. 
if you are Laban, will you not be happy? Very happy. But here is what Jacob then does. He begins to carve stripes, specks, spots on, on backs, on wood. And he will put them, you know, in the trough where, the, where Jacob's um, flock would come to feed. And that is what they were seeing as they were feeding. So every time they gave birth, what did they give birth to? Speckle. What they saw. What they saw. They gave birth to what they saw. So those of you that are shouting at your children, stop. They are seeing something. They are seeing something. He's speaking, you're too stubborn. You don't see him. And Jacob increased his wealth. What are you looking at? Where is your gaze? Ah, God, deliver us from social media. Father Lord, every addiction, Instagram, Twitter. What's the other one? I don't even know it. Facebook, TikTok, TikTok. Let it not talk you. Do you know? Be honest. People can be in, on TikTok for three hours. Oh, that's small. Huh. You get up in the morning at four. What do you do? Reach for your phone. And as you open the phone, you just see one worship song they posted. Ah! okay good you are worshipping God then you scroll you then see that someone is singing another song but it's not worship okay it's just a song then you scroll then someone is now singing another one but topless then you scroll then you now it's topless bottomless and you are there for hours you become what you look at where is your gaze what are you looking at? Moses went to spend time with God. And when he came down from spending time with God, what happened? The children of Israel could not look at him. Why? He had been transformed. Just by sitting and gazing at the Lord. Just by looking at the Lord. What had happened to him? Transformation. So when he came down, the children of Israel said, Moses, wear a veil. We can't look at you. That's why the New Testament is saying we will look with unveiled faces. We are not afraid of the glory. You know why we're not afraid of the glory? There is a hope deposited in us that that glory belongs to us. So we cannot be afraid of that glory. We will sit with him. For every day Jacob went to the place where the flock was feeding. That is the day we get up in the morning and we sit with him and we begin to look at him. We begin to look at him. You look at him until your pride falls off. You look at him until anger falls off. You look at him until lying leaves you alone. You look at him until perversion leaves you alone. You must look at him. You must look at him. You must gaze. You must gaze at him. Look at him. And as you're looking, you're changing. 
The Word of God is living. It is active. You sit with it looking. What does the Word begin to do? It begins to cut you. He says, no, Ibim. We don't talk like that in the kingdom. Slice it off. He looks at you, love it. No, 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 no. We don't respond like that in the kingdom. That has to go. It comes in the place where you're sitting and you're looking and you're looking. And the more you look, the more you become. As you look, you become. You go back, you come back the next day, you sit down, you look again and you become. Where is your gaze? Father, we pray this morning. Oh, Father, let our eyes be turned back to you. Let our gaze find you, God. Oh, Mandeke Broshitata. Let my gaze return to you. The Shunammite woman went about looking for him. She was looking everywhere for him. She said, have you seen the one whom my soul loves? Have you seen him anywhere? She was looking. My God, today we come looking. We come returning our gaze to you. Oh God, let my eyes be on you. Let my heart be set on you, God. Let my hunger be for you to be like you to love you with all my heart to love you with all my soul my heart seeks you God I'm looking for the one my heart loves Reveal yourself, God, as we come looking. Reveal yourself as we come looking. My heart desires you. Rabo shadakam bregesheta libro husatea. Oh, precious Holy Spirit. Rende ki shake ibregende surende shika baya lambreki de zibre gushete libo kondo rika daya irege dobo shigendeki de gibro shida yaha lima zande kibo zonde stir up in us Holy Spirit stir it up stir it up Holy Spirit stir up a hunger stir up a desire stir it up Holy Spirit. Return our gaze to you. We pray, oh God, our hands lifted up. Divorce us this morning from every unwholesome gaze. Divorce us, Father, from every addiction, from every spell that holds us bound. Let its hold of our lives be broken in the name of Jesus. That our gaze may be returned to you. Oh, Father, let there be a rebuilding of private altars, oh God. Let there be a rebuilding of prayer rooms, oh God. Let there be a rebuilding of a place of intimacy. Draw us into the bedchamber, oh God, in the place where you reside. Father, draw us into your bedchamber. We pray in the name of Jesus. 
Аллилуйя. The third thing he said to me is wisdom. Wisdom. In Proverbs 7, the Bible introduces two women. One woman who was introduced is wisdom. And the other woman who was introduced is foolishness. The Bible describes her as the spirit of the harlot. And then in Proverbs 8, I found this so interesting. So let me read it. From verse 1, it says, Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. There's a, transaction, a, a, a translation that says, Wisdom is crying at the busy intersection of your life. At every point, you need to take a decision. Wisdom is crying. She's not whispering. She's speaking up loud. You are standing at the crossroads and you are saying, hmm, should I go? Should I go? Wisdom is shouting, Chingwe, don't turn right. That road there, there is foolishness. I am here, follow me. But many times we're not hearing it. And then we look at that road on the left, it looks good. But that's the way the Bible says, there is a way. It seems right. It's such a lovely road. The road is wide. It's nice. The people walking on it, are, they, are wearing, they, are, you know, they, look, they look happy. I may as well join them. He says the end of it is what? Destruction. That's the way of foolishness. You cannot transform without wisdom. And I said to Lord, I said, God, every time, wisdom, wisdom, is she the Holy Spirit? Is she the word of God? Is she prayer? What is wisdom? I hope I put it there. Verse 17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Um, 33. Thank you. Hear instruction and be and be wise. Are you not reading the Bible? I'm the only one reading it for you. Ha, blood of Jesus. Verse 33. <laughs> Hear instruction and be wise. Do not disdain it. The Lord said to me, wisdom is instruction. Wisdom is counsel. You cannot do life without counsel. How do you get counselor? From counsel from who? A counselor. That is wisdom. Wisdom is that counselor that stands for you in your life to say, Kiki, that's not the right thing. Don't do it. But many of us don't have counselors. Many of us go through In fact, for many of us, nobody can tell you anything. Don't talk to me. Not the Holy Spirit. Don't you have me? I have. I was sharing at the prayer meeting, I think it was Lovett I was sharing with, you know me, I grew up in SU, I'm a bit ancient. How I was hugging my brother on campus and I was suspended. I, yes, 
I used to be a worship leader, so my brother came to visit me. So that excitement, I hugged him. So we're walking around campus. He held me on my waist. I held him on my shoulder. And they were just looking at me. So I landed in fellowship to take microphone. I said, <coughs> drop the mic. You were seen frolicking around the campus with a man's hand around your waist. Says my brother, yes, we know it's your brother. The thing that is inside your eye that will make your brother to sin, pluck it out. How many people on campus knew that was your brother? You have caused others to sin. So now you are going to sit at the back bench. Then we used to have back bench. So if you have committed fornication, you stole, you fought, you can't sit. I went and sat at the back bench. And I sat at that back bench for weeks until I was suitably re, re, re. <laughs> My repentance had reached fullness. Said, now, do you understand the sin? Yes. Are you sorry? Yes. My own was, please, just give me a microphone. Let me sing. But here's the interesting thing. We all sat there. Nobody went anywhere. Mine was three weeks. There were some people who sat there for three months. Depending on the gravity of your sin. We sat there. We'd not go anywhere. Try it. Pastor Mo, try it. If all your liver done inside your body, Pastor Mo, try it. Just tell this chinwe now. That chinwe, the way this your, you shouted on your hair, you, you will sit how many anointing you get, which you will not get? Just start another church. This one is Ecclesia here. You can start Ecclesia Mountain. How many of us today submit ourselves to people? I'm going to share stories about Pastor Nigel. I didn't plan to, but I think I should. I'm not looking at him because he's warning me. Like you can backbench me after, it's okay. Pastor Nigel has been mentoring me for, for a while. And then one time I got a job, really good job, really good job. And I took the job. After a lot of, I took the job. I'm not going to go into all the details, but, you know, some things were not. Pastor Nigel called me one day. And he said, I've looked at the situation. We've talked, we've done this. I think you should leave the job. I was like, what? This job? I'd even employed my brother. So apart from the job paying me, I was also paying my brother. I said, Pastor, now you don't even understand. I've employed my brother. So when you tell me to leave the job, that means it's not just me, my brother. He said, leave the job. I was so angry that day, but he was far. So I could not do him. <laughs> that night, I went to sleep. I was crying. I was so mad. I said, God, I'm not going to leave this job. Anybody that is paining, let it pain the person well. I said, you see that, Pastor Nigel? I will delete him. I will not even talk to him again. What? Ah, will he give me the salary? Leave the job, leave the job. I'm not going. I'm not leaving it. I slept and I woke up with anger. And I knew that my anger was me wrestling 
with God. I knew. I knew he was speaking the counsel of God. And here's why I know. Many times I've prayed and I've said, God, I'm not hearing you. What are you saying? In my spirit, I'll feel, talk to Pastor Nigel about this thing. I'll call him. Pastor Nigel, this is a problem. What's the Lord saying? It's not every time Pastor Nigel tells me the thing that I want to hear. But I've committed to God that, okay, this person is my mentor or my counselor. I pray for him more. Hey, God, I pray for him, but God has not answered the prayer because every time I'm praying that he will tell me what, I'm, what I want to hear, he doesn't tell me. But I pray for him so that when he gives me counsel, it has to be the counsel of God. And I said to God that God, it may not be what I want to do, but because he said it, I'll do it. If it doesn't work, you and him, two of you, Can you submit yourself to someone? Can you? Can you? Can you submit yourself to someone? Is there someone who brings wisdom to your life? Wisdom is instruction. Wisdom is counsel. You cannot be transformed without wisdom. When I audit my life and I look at the interventions, you know, I've had with Pastor Nigel, I go back and I say, hey, God, thank you. I was angry that time. I not see it. can see it now. So I will rant. I will shout. Da, da, da. At the end of the day, I know Pastor Nigel doesn't shout. So sometimes when I'm shouting, he'll just be there. I did be coming down. Calm down. Just be calming down. You say you are not listening. Then he will go. Then he will come back and take up the matter. That's how I know he's my counselor. He, he, he doesn't leave. He will come back. That matter. So you have to leave that job. Can you submit your life? And please don't submit your life to anybody. Oh, please, tomorrow you now say I'm the one that sent you. Yeah. Wisdom is instruction. In the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. Safety. No, no, pass yourself. You know why? There is a way that seems right. You have not seen the end of it. You have seen the beginning of it. The beginning of it looks good. Have you seen the end? Wisdom don't work at that road reach the end though. She, you know, wisdom has gone that way and has seen that the end is not good. And that's why wisdom is crying out loudly. Many times we say we're not hearing wisdom. You know why you say you're not hearing wisdom? You haven't submitted to any counselor. You haven't. There can be no transformation without submission. 
God hates rebellion. He hates stubbornness. You think you are stubborn, you should meet me. Hi. Stubborn. God hates it. Submit yourself to wisdom. Father, this morning we submit ourselves to wisdom. We're praying for godly counselors. For everyone here, that Lord, you will raise a counselor for them. You will raise a counselor. You will find someone for them that will speak your counsel in the day when it is hard to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You will raise a man, a woman for them that will speak so that they can hear. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then when I was preparing this message, I got stuck. I knew there was one man for the life of me. I could, I could not remember it. I think I was talking with Pastor Moore on the phone when he dropped. And this is the one nobody likes. You cannot transform without trial. Pain. You can't transform without it. Should we pray that God should give us some pain? No. Don't want. Trial is not... Um, so, be careful though. Trial is not trap. Some of you, you just use your kuro kuro eye and enter trap. Then you'll be crying, oh God, why is this happening to me? You're on the wayside, fall off your bed and just repent. Then come back. Do you understand? Trial is not trap. A trap is a snare. A snare is the snare of the fowler. It is the enemy, we break it. But, <laughs> there's, 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 the Bible says you will be tried by fire. He will try you. He will try you. Cannot be transformed without trial. Let me just read that Proverbs 3, then I'll, we'll, we'll begin to close. 3.11 My son, do not despise the chastening of who? So people have not brought out your Bible since that last time. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. I had, I had a koboko in my house. One was called sweet sensation. The other koboko was called tasty fried chicken. So I used to tell my children, Where, which one do you want? sweet sensation or tasty. No, we can't say those things anymore because we're all being politically correct. You're not supposed to smack your kids. You know, you're, you're harming their inner beauty. I used to sound them, eh? Just burn that mudiaga and you don't sound him. So I had, there was, there's one part of the head here at the back. If you touch it, there's something inside your brain that used to help the brain reset. I used to just touch it to help his brain reset. Sound them well. So now when people 
tell me, oh, your kids are well behaved. It's not because of the sound, you know. Please, there are other ways. Me, I don't know the other way. That's why. So I had to do the one me I know. I don't, I don't have, you finish bank work, you want to come and sit down and be having discussion and pleading with a child, I cannot. I will sound you. Your brain will set. <laughs> so, when, when they now say, oh, they're, they're well behaved, I'm like, oh, thank God. Plus prayer, oh, plus, you have to add everything. Yeah. So when I, when I sound you, eh, when I sound, like when I sound them well, well, the other two will respect themselves. Then Moody will come and be showing you the mark. Can you imagine what you did? I will sound, uh -huh, you know. But when I finish sounding you, I will enter your bed with you. And then I will hug you. Then we will sleep, you know, you'll be like my bestie. So as the cup is emptying, I'm feeling it. Love. You, you the child, you'll be confused. <laughs> My daughter packed her things one day. She said, I'm running away. I'm running away. I said, let me see your bag. I said, not take toothbrush. Not take toothpaste. Let me bring it for you. I said, you will need money. I gave her 500 naira. I opened the door. I pushed outside. I locked my door. I want to run away now. <laughs> By the time night came and some mosquitoes were eating her, she was knocking on the door. I said, why are you knocking on the door? She said, you did not give me food when I was running away. <laughs> I said, I gave you money. She said, I'll spend the money. What did you buy? She said, she bought because there was a, a shop in the estate. She bought sweets. I said, you eat it now. She said, but it's finished. I said, you have run away. <laughs> Cannot give you the food that is meant for the children inside the house. And where will she sleep? I said, where you ran to? You will sleep there. Did it mean I did not love them? If I, would, if, I, if I find myself in a situation where I have to give my life for my kids, I will. Does it mean I don't love them? Does it mean God doesn't love you? Does it mean God doesn't love you? If there is anything that has transformed me, it is pain. You know why? I told you before, I'm like Peter. I'm always entering trouble. Sometimes I'll just feel talking. Let me speak my mind. What is it? If I don't speak my mind, I'll not be happy. How about being unhappy and not speaking your mind? It's after I finish speaking my mind. Then the Holy Spirit is convicting. I say, go and apologize. I say, no. Go and apologize. I say, no. I cannot. Then that week, every message you listen to will be on apology. You'll be changing the channels. The next message, you saw, we're talking about forgiving. <clears throat> we're talking about humbling yourself. <clears throat> we're talking about going, saying sorry. <clears throat> What's that telling you? You have not died. I want to be. What's that song? A living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. Go and say sorry. You will jump up from the altar. You are no longer a sacrifice. Just carry yourself and go away. Me, apologize. Never. And you know how we do it in Nigeria. When the person comes, you now say, don't chop. 
case closed. And apart from the corrections, he will take you through trials. There's certain times I've looked at God, I'm like, but God is not balancing now. He's not balancing. Eh? God is not, is not, hi, there's nothing I've not accused God of. Thank God he's merciful. There's nothing I can't confess my sins to you. I've told God, God, you like bad people. Bad people, you like them. See David, following somebody's wife, killing them. He says, he's a man after my own heart. Hey, let me go and find one bad thing to do so that you like me too. Because I don't even understand this matter. Judge a matter between me and this person. Somebody did me bad. You are still judging in favor. Why? And you say, God, I'm not proud. I'm not proud. You are proud. I'm still fighting many battles as I stand here. You know why? He says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. What was the mind that was in Christ Jesus? Do you think about it? Think about it. Think about it for a minute, Zach. One minute, you are God. Just be God one minute. Then in your God-like nature, you come to earth. I bet wait till you go where? When you come. <laughs> That's why I called him now. No. Wait till you go where when you come. What car will you enter? If I walk country will they burn you in, it won't be Nigeria, first of all. As you are coming, you arrange um, Switzerland. What car will you ride in? Who will you hang out with? Victor will try and talk to you, be like, do you know who? Imagine for one minute. In fact, don't imagine you are God too far. Imagine that you have 100 million in your account. I'm seeing eyes already rolling. Some of you have traveled in your mind now. You have 100 million in your accounts, your own. Just do what you want. Some of you will go to the office. You first of all insult your boss. Nonsense, dollard. I'm leaving this stupid company. But God wants to birth sons, all right, in the image of Christ. So this is his mindset. Let this mind be in you. That him, his God, he came. He did not do what? He did not recognize himself. How do you not recognize yourself? Try small. So that when you write your name, I.D. Ogufere, M-N-I-C, P-H-D, A-C-C, I-C-A-N. You just put, you know, some people have three lines now. How will you not recognize yourself? He did not. The Bible says he did what? <coughs> Lowered himself to what? Death on a cross. Do you know the type of people that used to die on cross? Thieves. Remember there were two thieves. One was even shouting at him. 
if I was Jesus on that cross, the thunder will go fire that thief. His family will not even see his pieces to bury. Can you imagine? Thief, you're on the cross, you're dying, not dying in peace. Let this mind be in you. There is nothing you have. Nothing you will ever have. There is no height you will attain that God did not give you. That the mercy of God did not take you. Nothing. Nothing. All this ahunfu we are doing in Lagos. Shake it off. Remove it. Remove it. Let this mind be in you. Father, let the mind of Christ be in us today. Let the mind of Christ be in us today. I want you to brace up. You will be tried. I want you to brace up. This year, you will be tried. You will be tried in different ways. I don't want to list them because sometimes you preach something, you'll be the first, it's you they used to do example. <laughs> but you will be tried. There's sometimes I go through a lot, I'm like, you know, I just pour water on my head like, God, what's going on? Where are you? Where are you? But you will be tried. But hear me, you see what you're going through? It won't kill you. It will not break you. I want to pray for anyone going through. I don't know what it is you're going through. But we pray for strength for you in the name of Jesus. We pray that you will be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. That in the face of trial, a warrior will come out of you. In the face of trial, you will stand and you will fight. In the face of trial, you will establish the counsel of God. In the face of trial, you will not turn back. For we are not of them that put our hands on the plow and turn back. We will follow after the Lord. Whether it rains, whether the sun is shining, when it is hot, when it is cold, where there is plenty, where there is lack, we will follow the Lord. We will not break. You will not break. Say it. I will not break. I will not break. I will not fall. I will not fall. Second Corinthians 4. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side. Yet not crushed. We are perplexed. We are not in despair. We are persecuted. We are not forsaken. We are struck down. We are not destroyed. We carry about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. No, no today that he who raised up the Lord Jesus, he will raise you. He will raise you for all things are for your sake. God will raise you. You will not break. 
we do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is both for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That is what he's working out in you. That is what every trial is working out in you. Can we pray? Can we pray this morning? Christ in us is the hope of glory. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 